It is the Brad and Brit cast, our final one for this week. We're glad you're with us. We are live in the 1.30 Eastern time zone that hour uh, each Monday through Thursday. Uh, make it a part of your life. Make it a, uh, make it a habit, like uh, washing your hands. Yeah, definitely make that a habit. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to, to obsessive hand washing? Where did that one go? I think that's one of the things in the uh, Jim Gaffigan special. Remember when we thought that just washing our hands was going to fix all this? <laughs> it was like, that's one of the bits, I think, in his, one of his special. Well, you know, uh, you can laugh all you want, but, you know, I still wash all my groceries. Yeah, every good year. It works out I, really can, well. Especially the, the, the canned goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because you do, you know what? You don't know. We believe in science here at the Brad and Britcast. Both of us have been double boosted. I got my second booster yesterday. Double boosted, and it feels so good. I don't, I don't really have any after effects. It's a little sore on the side, but that's about it. I'm, I'm sure a little I'm sore on this site every day. <laughs> and, well, you should be. Yeah. All right. Uh, a lot of stuff on our completely biased agenda mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you want to start with the twitter the twitter thing it's kind of a big deal yeah let's start with twitter and elon musk trying to take over the world yeah um last monday monday the uh august 4th uh, yeah uh the week started that week with the announcement that Musk had bought nine percent of the stock or something, mm-hmm. and there's some there's some rules about how much you can own before you have to declare certain things. And, and he said, oh, "I just want nine percent of this. I don't want. I don't even want to be on the board of directors. I'm just Elon Musk. I'm a great guy. Love the company. Want to make some changes, so I want to seat it to table. No, I don't want to seat at the table even. I just want to." I'm a passive investor. All right. So then the next day he said, well, I'm not going to be quite so passive. I'd like a seat on, on the board of directors. Uh, now, a few days later here, he's ah, fucking no bullshit. I just want to buy the whole thing. Want the whole thing. You yeah. want to take it private. This, forget it. Forget it being a public company. Right, th- th- this is this is the equivalent of you uh, going to a car dealer and you want to buy the smallest compact car. In fact, mm-hmm. you don't even want to buy it. You want to you want to lease it. You want to put out the least amount of money possible, but at least you get the car. By the end of by the end of the week, yep. you you've got the two hundred and forty thousand dollar Mercedes and you're buying it with cash. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's bullshit. Uh, it's. It, it, I don't think it's going to be real. It's not going. It, why, why do you Why do you feel like it's not going to be real? Well, um, because he he's acting like he's the Godfather. I made him a deal they can't refuse. Well, they can refuse. If I'm a stockholder, that's a decent premium. I go, man, maybe I'll go ahead and sell it. I don't know. That's you know. The stock was eighty. The stock was at eighty. Not yeah, I think now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, but wait, wait, but but you have to decide. You know wh- what's the real value here, right? And, uh, uh, and and this is even a question only of uh, what's the price because Twitter is kind of a quasi public utility in a way because of the fact 
that it's a it's a public square that yeah. because it's still a private company they regulate and essentially let's let's not mince words here this is about getting fucking donald trump back yeah. on twitter Agreed. and other that, that, conservative yes. right-wing assholes that's all that, it is that's exactly that is what t- turning it into the right-wing story that it is and there's nothing that anybody can do about that if the if the shot if the shareholders and it's cute that you say it's a public utility and all this other stuff it kind of is but it's not going to be regulated as that and none of it is so if the shareholders say well, this is pretty good the stock market's not doing that great right now i'll take your money and then, then they sell it and these takes it private there's nothing anybody could really do do you think the government can really step in and stop this from happening on the basis of oh that's a bad idea is yeah. that you think that's, actually, that's what they can do actually, no, we're actually, gonna oh it's a bad idea we don't think it's a good idea well a, a, actually i i i do believe the bad idea clause that, of the constitution um, well well yeah, yeah anybody can buy anything the richest guy in the world can buy anything he wants and you have nothing to say about it because that's the free market mr limbaugh fuck you you're dead okay <laughs> it's not that simple it's just not that simple right okay? uh and and there are people who right now run twitter okay they're not just wallflowers they're not morons um and you can make a good case and a lot of people have over the years that they have not run it efficiently that they're not making as much money with it as they might there's very little advertising on twitter compared to facebook um or or other social media platforms it's it's not even close twitter doesn't generate that because it's a different it's a different thing to begin with but this this idea that might makes right or or uh, money always wins and we shouldn't say anything about it i have to tell you something have you this makes jeff bezos look pretty damn good as the owner of the washington post because here's a guy who bought that newspaper and said you know what i'm not going to run it i'm not going to edit it i'm not going to make phone calls at two in the morning telling people not to run a story I'm not going to tell them not to write about me. And he's lived up to that. Do you think that Elon Musk is that guy at Twitter? No, he's not. No, is but again, there's, there, he's not. Is there, is, is there not. any control? Is there any controlling legal authority that would say, eh, I think he sucks and he shouldn't own that. Is there any clause that yes. I can look through? Is, is, is that happen? Is that happening? Yeah. Yeah. There kind of is. There kind of is. The trade commission can go through the, hey, he sucks clause. Of, of, and, well, no, and it, he doesn't no, own it. it it's 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 not the the, uh, the 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 hey he sucks clause, but there there are there are rules and and regulations associated with the sale of public companies mm-hmm. to to uh, to private entities. It just it's it isn't like just going to a car lot and buying a car. It's it's not quite that easy. And um, I first of all would would you agree uh, putting aside your your contrary prickiness over this putting that aside well, it's not it's, i mean i i, I hate elon musk i think elon musk right, is a but dick, yeah but right you, you right. can't just say you can't have that because you can't have it that that's not a thing brad you, you just that's just not right, a it's thing. not me saying it it's going it's going to be the current regime of twitter it's the board of of directors it, it is going to be the the uh, stock do you think that most of the people for instance who would be uh, voting if this ever got to, to a vote are saying, wow, the only thing that would be better about Twitter right now is if we could get Donald Trump back on. Boy, okay, fine. It, it, Brit, it would lose. It I'm not would, gonna, it would but, lose. But there would also be a certain number lose. of people who are shareholders on Twitter that would go, it's not the worst idea. 
we did get it a lot of traffic be. and we got a lot of attention. We was on there. There's it's not it wouldn't be a hundred percent unanimous. Not it all doesn't have people, to be doesn't have to be 100% unanimous. Exactly. You would know that among the shareholders of Twitter and some of the really big shareholders, they would go, it's not the worst idea to have Donald Trump back on this thing. I, I don't think he should be back on Twitter. I, I really don't. But I also think that on a certain level, it's got to be up to the, the end user to figure out what to do with the information. The problem is not that Donald Trump will be on Twitter. The problem is that what the media does with the information and what we do with the information once he starts spouting off and his, his verbal diarrhea, right? That's the ultimate problem right so it's it's not a gun problem it's a people problem I, it wasn't a problem that it's he ran not a twitter it. problem it's the people who interpret twitter yes. and look at twitter so it let's just let it fly and let's give everyone a gun because guns don't kill people so people kill gun. people there you go well, well it was the problem wasn't that he ran for president the problem was that people voted for him that was the problem you know you, that, that was the issue that people actually vote the people actually took the information that that he's putting out there and did something with it there are a lot of people that say a lot of crazy things on twitter it just happens that this guy ha has a lot of power and he has used to be the, the president of the united states and he he says crazy shit, and then people run run down the field with it. By the way, the the media loved it when he was on Twitter. Even and even you would admit this. Even CNN would go crazy. They they could put his tweets up fast enough, right? But th there is not one media organization, no matter how cynical they were at the time, that has been thinking, "Wow, boy, it would be really good for our democracy and for the uh, the future of the country if Donald Trump." We're back on Twitter. Not a one, not no. a one, except for Fox. Which, but there was a, uh, there was a period of time where, where you and I were like, why, why will, when are they going to stop covering these fucking rallies? Why are they covering these fucking rallies? And eventually it got to a diminishing point where they were like, well, we're not going to. That's right. But you couldn't stop saying, well, we can't have any rallies. They just need to not allow him to have any rallies. They couldn't do that. And eventually the problem was that it was getting coverage. Now, as time went on, it was, it was diminishing returns and they stopped covering them live. And now it's very difficult to find those rallies live, right? You have to get them on those stupid right up your ass network, whatever it is. They're the only ones that are carrying the thing live. I don't even know. Does C-SPAN cover those things live anymore? No. See, and no. Your... Uh, I'll tell you, if you, if you want to, you know, Trump does these rallies just about every weekend now, right? He was in North Carolina last weekend. You know how you can find them? The only way you, you have to have, uh, you know, your, your TV, if you have, the, like the Roku channel or, oh, or one yeah. of those, one of those consolidator channels. channels that will bring in those yeah. fringe networks like you know, right wing news or news right now or um, one America right. net, you know, th they still carry them. They right still up your ass news or whatever it's called. Right. Right. I think, but, I think but Pluto has that, a couple of those. Pluto and maybe Fubo and a couple of those have those channels. Right. And, and I think when you combine that with, saying, yeah, you can only draw 2,000 people to your rally anymore, and it's not on TV. You know, this is the tree falling in the forest yeah. and uh, not making any noise because there wasn't anybody there to hear it. Uh, so that's that's a good thing. And this, this, would, this could rekindle that. This really, really could. This could give him the ability, Trump, to just mouth off, you know, 25 times a day on everything, everything. If... Uh, you know, if, if Joe Biden uh, drops an ice cream cone when he's in Greensboro this afternoon, where he's actually going to be, mm -hmm. you know, Trump can tweet 
that uh, obviously the man is too adult and too old. Ha 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 ha. You know, some shit like you know, that's what would happen. He'd, he'd be all over it. So, um, I don't think it's gonna. I just don't think it's gonna. I think it would be irresponsible for them to to sell out to to him and make this a less than than public entity um, because it's a it's a very public it's a very public forum. And it, it should not be in, in, in private hands, I don't think, that way. It should be, it should be accountable, in, in, in which case uh, it really wouldn't be. If you think it's not accountable now that they make arbitrary decisions on who gets kicked off and, and right. who does, and that's not fair, wait till fucking Elon Musk mm. is at the wheel. Wait till he is at no, it'll be No, it'll, it'll certainly be the Wild West. I mean, there's no question. There's, there'll be no way to get kicked off of that forum at all. You can threaten to kill somebody's children, drag them through the streets, and eat their entrails. If Elon Musk becomes the owner of that thing, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. But it, again, this may be him trying to just be a big, huge attention whore as well. And then next week, he'll be off to flying to Mars. You know, of course, the answer is he doesn't really need the attention. Of course. But the sad fact is <laughs> you just said the truth. Well, <laughs> the, 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 he is he – is, uh, Boy, and, and, and somebody, oh boy, I saw somebody take a shot at him because, um, as you know, he has Asperger's syndrome. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the features, I believe, of Asperger's syndrome is short attention span. That's probably so of, he's yeah. hot and heavy right now about Twitter. And he could lose interest in it pretty, pretty quickly. So imagine if he becomes the, he did buy it out, got it. And then lost interest in it because he suddenly figured out, shit, what happened to Tesla? I forgot to pay attention to Tesla. I forgot to pay attention to SpaceX or, or you know, all the, you know, I can't spend all my time with, with Twitter. So, um, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it's really an interesting story. You and I aren't really big Twitter guys. We're not. Not like We're, it used to be. We do connect with a few people, obviously, on Twitter. Um at Brad and Britt, and we'd, we'd try to market the show that way and put out some tweets and stuff like that. Uh, but no, not not huge Twitter guys at all. Uh, bonus bonus story here. Um, you know who uh, Max Boot is, the uh, columnist, conservative columnist, bald-headed guy? Sure. Wrote for the Wall Street Journal for a long time. Now he writes for the uh, Washington Post. Um, pretty smart guy. Conservative, smart guy. I respect him. A lot. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene um, decided to go after Max Boot, who says, like me, I'm frightened by the impact on society and politics if Elon Musk acquires Twitter. He seems to believe that on social media, anything goes. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation not less. So Marjorie, oh my God, can you believe that? <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Green writes to Max Boot, where else but on Twitter, kill freedom of speech to save democracy. Say you're a communist. Just say it. You're actually scared of people freely discussing ideas and saying words. You're terrified of the impact on politics when truth isn't censored. I'm offended by your weakness. So she called him a communist. So now you're a communist if you think there should be editing and um, that th- th- uh, it's, it's not a free-for-all everywhere, 24-7, all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Um, I would hope if this does happen, we'll be pleasantly surprised by Elon Musk's behavior. 
<laughs> but uh, I'm not willing to take that yeah. chance. If I could help, I'm not willing that, to take that chance. Yeah, that, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think we're going to be right. By the way, uh, Max Boot, Max Boot shot back at her and said, "Quote: The Jewish space laser lady thinks I'm a communist." <laughs> see, he, see, he had no argument. He just went None. ad hominem on her. He He's couldn't come back names. at her. Right. 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 Uh, I, I do believe that Max Boots family and he himself did escape uh from i don't know whether it was from from russia in the 1970s or in in other words he's another one of these people who when he gets to the united states tends to love the democracy and freedom and respect it very often a lot more than those of us who uh, had it handed to us uh, on a silver platter by virtue of the fact that we were born here and he um, he was born in Moscow. His parents, both Russian Moscow. Jews, immigrated from the yeah. Soviet Union in 1970 and six. There it is. There Moved it to is. L.A. where he was is. raised. Then he went full yeah. commie and attended the University of California at Berkeley, Brad. <laughs> well, uh, he was almost there, wasn't he? He, he was, was almost there. there. <laughs> MA, uh, he got a B.A. from uh, Berkeley. He's got an M.A. from Yale in diplomatic history. There you go. Oh, God. I know, right? <laughs> what a dope. What a moron. Team, what a, team Marjorie on that one. Team Marjorie all the way. Yeah. Um, I uh, I want to talk. Uh, there's so much stuff going on, and, and I think we, we do need to, as we go into the weekend, uh, note the the uh, story out of Ukraine, the war story, the, the military story, of how it's quite obvious that the Ukrainians managed to, to uh, blow up the uh, largest vessel in the Russian Navy, okay? <laughs> they, 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 they lobbed a cruise missile into it or something, right? And just fucked it up bad, right? And there's a big fire on there. And or or I, the I think, Russian explanation, somebody farted. That's right. the Russian explanation. No, no, no they're, they're just saying it was a fire on board. And I'm thinking, yeah, that, that, that could be true. That could be true. What, what happened? Did a bottle of vodka tip over and <laughs> someone throw happened. a lit cigarette into it? And it ignited. Does that happen often on a? <laughs> you know what? They've their 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 lineup of lies is so pathetic, isn't it? Uh, Baghdad Baghdad Bob lives. Baghdad Bob is still with us. No, he's, and now he's Baghdad Boris, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think it's when they had that explosion inside of Russia a few weeks ago, which was obviously something it, it was like an oil refinery or factory or something like that. And I remember the Ukrainian spokesman going, I don't know, somebody maybe lit a cigarette in the wrong place. What, what are they blaming us for that? Which I thought was really, really right. funny. Right, 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 right. Um, at, at this hour, as, as we speak, they've, they've clearly been outsmarted in a hundred different directions. Uh, by the Ukrainians, and if again we're we're going into the weekend here, anything can happen by the time we're back together on Monday. If the uh, volume and the quality and the intensity of the armaments that are uh, being sent now, we're sending about what another hundreds of millions of dollars worth of stuff, and this stuff is a it's more intense than what we've already given them. Um, I, I, I know that, that it's possible that the Russians have been holding back or they're able to organize themselves in a way that they haven't before 
or their atrocities will reach a level that is, is uh, unimaginable, which I think they're already there. They don't have to go any further. Um, but, you know, this this is shaping up. You don't want to write the story or the end too soon, but it, it's shaping up as one of the, the great military stands of all time against a foe that uh, nobody thought, nobody thought would be this inept. It's almost as if um, they stopped in the 70s or 80s throwing money at their military. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was uh, conventional wisdom that, that uh, one of the reasons the Soviet Union fell is because uh, we broke them economically. They were disproportionately spending on defense, which is really offense, of course. Um, and the, the country just couldn't sustain it. The people were OK. So all these years later, Putin's in trouble. And it just looks like time stopped, that their techniques, that their weapons are, are, are right out of, you know, maybe World War II. Yeah. Maybe the Korean era. I don't know. They, they, they look like they're really uh, out, outclassed and outmuscled and outmaneuvered in terms of techniques because it's rather clear. And, and this is so simplistic. I apologize for even going here and saying it. It looks like they haven't figured out that in, you know, the succeeding 70 years since World War II, um, weapons have changed. The, the way you fight wars has changed. Uh, they forgot how in Afghanistan, for instance, all these shoulder-fired missiles that were being used to go after the Russians there were very effective, and the Russians had to cut and run out of Afghanistan. And that was like 40 years ago. So imagine what's come along since then in terms of individual people who are smart and well-trained being able to, with something the size of a suitcase, have the firepower to take down airplanes and blow up tanks, <laughs> and maybe even the largest ship in your Navy. It's like they didn't really, how could they not know that? How could they not know that? that and, and this is the kind of weaponry that they've been using very skillfully so far, and now we're stepping up the game. You know, those, those, those big vehicles with uh, all kinds of, of shit on them, which, by the way, that's the if you look on the, the, uh, the roster of things that are there, it says these big vehicles with lots of shit on them. Uh, that's a, it's an important thing. They cost $100 million each, but they're good. <laughs> they're powerful. So that, that, that's my assessment. Anything can change, obviously, in, in an hour. I don't know. Um, but um, so far, it's a, it's a remarkable story and a horribly tragic story when you hear what's happened to Ukrainian society. It's been broken, no question about that, by what Russia has done. And putting it back together at any level is going to be just a, a, a task beyond anybody's comprehension with families all broken up now. Uh, I think it's what 90% of the refugees you, are, are women and children. So these are all broken families and um, it's, it's not, it's not going to be easy. And it's, it's, it's a horrible, horrible story, but you know, fight on, fight on Ukraine. We're with you, brother.
Yeah, I mean, to, to give this Russian army, which had been touted as being so strong and so amazing, obviously in terms of actual uh, resources, the Ukrainians are greatly overmatched, but they don't give a shit. <laughs> they, don't, they don't care. They're just out there whooping ass time and time and time again, and they have, uh, they've given the Russians everything they want. Well, the, this, is a, you know, this is like a, a, a football game where the one team is made up of I think there are some Bugs Bunny cartoons where, where yeah. you know, the one football team is made up of these giant blocks, these human beings that are massive, and they, they always get beat by the little guys. Always. Uh, that's a cartoon. This is real life. But, but they really are appearing to be just a lumbering, unmotivated. Uninf- it's, a, it's a problem for a dictatorship to fight a war because, in this case... If all you have over your soldiers is the threat that you'll kill them if you, they don't do what you say, that's not a long-term plan for motivation or loyalty to go into battle and sacrifice oneself. I just don't think that that is, and I think that's what they've got. And especially if it was being sold at any level to them that this was going to be a, a short-term thing and you'll... You know, you'll be home for uh, May Day, May 1st. Uh, don't relax. We always have a big parade in Moscow on May Day, right? It's the biggest right. day of the year there. Um, I don't think so. I mean, that, that's going to be about as uh, uh, able to occur as uh, Trump's promise to, we'll all be uh, in church on Easter. The virus <laughs> will be gone. Remember that? Remember that? That was about two years ago right now, right? Like at the beginning of April, that's great. We're, we're past the beginning, but do you remember that he was touting that yeah. we'll all be in our churches on on Easter? He was he was two years too soon on it. Yeah, a little but, bit. Uh, 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 there it is. But we'll we'll keep our uh, we'll keep our Ukrainian fingers crossed, and and uh, it's I just didn't think we'd be talking about this. We we didn't. All right. Uh, we got some. We got some real stupid idiots in the news here. Oh uh, please! Yeah. Okay. And, and by, I was going to give you the list. Here's how I headlined this one: uh, Hitler pulled himself up by his uh, jackboot straps. You can too. He was poor. This is the best. This is the best. You can't make this one up. Again, I'm going to. Have you seen this story yet? No, I have not. Okay. Don't look. Don't look at anything. Which state do you think would have an idiot in their state legislature stand up there and talk about Hitler as being an example of someone who pulled themselves up by their jackboot straps? I put in the word jack and recovered from being a poor child. Which state? Like, that feels like Arizona to me. You're overthinking it. Uh, you, all you have really... to do is say the same thing that you, you should have said yesterday. The answer is Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> This guy's name is Frank Nicely. This was on Wednesday. This was uh, in a discussion over a bill that would make it a felony for people to camp out on public property. According to the local ABC affiliate, um, this would give law enforcement discretion on how you penalize offenders. But okay, back and forth on that. You could argue that. So Mr. Nicely gets up there. He's an older gentleman. He's an older gentleman. Lots of gray hair. And he stood up and said he wanted to give everybody a little lesson on homelessness. 
He said, in 1910, Hitler decided to live on the streets for a while. Yes, I'm sure he decided to live on the... All right, but I'm not going to interrupt what he said. Hitler decided to live on... I will decide to live on the streets! Right. Hitler decided to live on the streets for a while. So for two years, Hitler lived on the streets and practiced his oratory and body language and how to connect with the masses and then went on to lead a life that got him in the history books. So for a lot of these people... It's not a dead end. They can come out of this. These homeless camps can have a productive life, or in Hitler's case, a very unproductive life. I support the bill. I yield back. I swear the guy said that. So, I swear. If you're, he if you're said a homeless that. guy, let's just say you're a homeless guy in Alpharetta, Georgia, and you're living under a bridge somewhere, if you work really hard and you put your mind to it, you can one day exterminate tens of millions of Jews. Is that is that what we're trying to is that what we're trying to do? No, you can you can probably be a homeless guy in Atlanta, a much bigger market. Yeah, yeah. With uh, with richer people driving by as you as you think. <laughs> you can be the the greatest uh, terrorist yeah. dictator, awful human being in the history of the world. Is that what we're saying? And he put right. and, and uh, they, the guy put a lot of thought into it. That's what gets me. It's not like an off the cuff statement that he's making. Yeah, he did the research. Uh, right, right. So, of course, another person in the legislature threw it up online. Where else but on Twitter? And uh, this representative's name was Gloria Johnson. And she wanted you to know that uh, she does not approve. Um, let's see. I'm trying to figure out, is she a Republican or a Democrat? She's a, wow. It says my information says she's a Democrat. He's a Republican. Democrat. She's a Republican. She's a Democrat. Right, right. We knew he we knew he was. But so she is. I'm going to she said, I'm going to have to apologize to the universe for this guy. Too late. Too late. <laughs> yeah. Not a single day passes without the Tennessee GOP embarrassing the hell out of our state. I right. can relate to that. Right, 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 right. Um, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I want uh, you to try real hard as you're living under this overpass here in Richmond, Virginia, homeless guy. You too. One day, if you try really hard, you can become Hitler. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You can't make it up. No, you couldn't. You he went, right, well, he, uh, did, he did the research. He understood the assignment. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to talk about uh, uh, something that I that I saw yesterday. It was courtesy of uh, uh, Charlie Pierce of of Esquire. And again, this is not buried news or anything like that. But but shit goes flying by so fast that that it's it's easy to miss it sometimes. Okay. Uh, And this is the story that involves a new book that is out. Uh, by uh, a couple of guys who are pretty, pretty, pretty well known. Um, and they are, let's see, which two guys are from CNN? And it's uh, Charlie Van Fuckface and Arnold Shit for Brains. Oh, I love book. those guys. John- guys- <laughs> it's, it's Jonathan Martin and Alexander Burns, okay? Oh, okay, I know them a little better, right. yeah. Right, right. They're, they're, they've both written for the New York Times. They both both do, do shit on CNN. Um, here's the point. The point is Mitch McConnell was in on a phone call back in December when Trump was yakking and saying, quote, 
I've been calling folks in these states. They're with us. They're with us. McConnell hears this from Trump. He knows that Trump is plotting back in December to overthrow the election, to destroy the democracy. He knows it. So what does he do? The answer is he does nothing. Nothing. He does nothing because it's December. And remember, on January 5th, the day before January 6th, which we didn't know January 6th was going to be January 6th, January 5th was the day of the twin elections in Georgia. And Mitch McConnell was afraid that if he blew the whistle on Donald Trump and did the right thing as a patriotic American and stopped Trump from doing what he was doing, maybe, quote unquote, sacrificing his career, Mitch McConnell, really? What would have happened to him? Would he have had to have resigned? If Mitch McConnell, listen to this, this I believe, if Mitch McConnell at that moment would have stood up to Donald Trump, right? And we we always talk about, oh, the guys that walked into Nixon's office and said, you're done, Barry Goldwater and and as a Hugh Scott and a few other people. Mitch McConnell could have elevated himself actually to that level and beyond if he would have been the guy. But he knew. And making the crass political calculation that Mitch McConnell does over and over and over again. Uh, By the way, Vince Lombardi, uh, sent me a text yesterday, said, fuck it. If Mitch McConnell says winning isn't everything, it's the only thing, and quotes me, I'm going to come down there and kill Mitch McConnell. I didn't mean <laughs> it like that. Okay? <laughs> uh, but Mitch McConnell, to me, and this should happen, and I know the clock is running out. They're gonna, Republicans are going to win. They're going to disband all the committees. Everybody's going to run free. I know that shit's going on. I hear that. Um, but he is as guilty as Donald Trump. He is a collaborator. He is a co-conspirator. I don't. I'm he, not arguing that at all. I would never argue that. He, there, there's a lot he, of people. When, when you have a huge operation like that, it takes a lot of people doing a lot of shit. But Mitch McConnell didn't do anything, but he knew about it. And he's the highest ranking person, really, in the country to have known it was going to happen. And he did nothing. He had a duty to warn, just like, and let me just pick out a a, a profession. Oh, a psychiatrist. If the patient in the psychiatrist's office says, I have a gun and I'm going to go down to Brooklyn tomorrow. I'm going to go on the subway. I'm going to shoot people. The psychiatrist is instantly relieved of any kind of patient uh, doctor confidentiality and can call the police to warn them. And Mitch McConnell had the same fiduciary duty to the country and the Constitution to not let Donald Trump and his uh, band of co-conspirators, of which he is by definition one, try to destroy the Constitution and overturn the election. And... Uh, I hate to say, why aren't we hearing about this story more? But, well, we know why we're not hearing about this story more, because, you know, just put it up on the board, okay? It's just another thing to slap up on the board of of things that are so frustrating as uh, we, we sit here and the, the, the pages get ripped off our calendar and, and uh, time marches on and nothing seems to happen. How much evidence does there, there have to be? They have to call Mitch McConnell. They have to yeah. call Mitch McConnell in front of the committee now, don't they? They do. I, I would I would think they should. 
I, I would think that they should. I mean, it's it's it, it is what you're saying is absolutely it is ridiculous that somebody knew something like that and didn't act. And they, they certainly should have. And there's a lot. Of, it, it's not just Mitch McConnell, but he is a very high. As you say, he's a kind of a high ranking guy. And it would seem he would have some sort of duty. Uh, so, yeah. Right, man. It's 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 one thing. I mean, I would expect the Trump's daughter knew lots of shit, didn't say anything. I would expect that, but she's culpable. But he's the Senate majority minority leader of the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I don't even want to use the phrase "he knew better." I'm I'm not going to bother with that. That's just too stupid to say. So I didn't say it. Um, but I I think it's just just horrible, just just horrible. So. Um, what I've done uh, in, in, in celebration of this uh, wonderful, wonderful revelation, um, I have now officially declared that the GOP has been rebranded and relabeled. We're going to call them, from now on, the Fifth Column Republican Conspiracy. They're not a political party anymore, and they are a fifth column. And if, Kate, if you don't know exactly what that, that means, a fifth column which I believe was a phrase that, that came into vogue in the, the Spanish Civil War in the 1930s. And that would be a, a, a group of people outside of the, the, uh, the conventional folks who uh, operate within a country who are plotting to overthrow the government of that country, a fifth column. What is the Republican Party other than that right now? What are they? Uh, they, they certainly um, they don't have a head. They're a chicken without a head. They don't know exactly where to go. Um, they know where they don't want to go, and where they don't want to go is toward democracy. Because any time that anybody's given a choice, uh, they lose. They've, they've proven that time and time and time again. That, well, that was <laughs> every time. Well, there's there, you're you're correct, except I'm sure you've seen the polling. And the polling right now indicates that Americans in way too many numbers are thinking like this. The price of gas is too high. I'm right. voting Republican. Right. And uh, if you if you analyze it any. Any way beyond that, you're overanalyzing it. That's um, that's the end of it. Yeah, that, that is about the end of it. OK, because if, if, if Biden's rating is really 33 percent, that's the Quinnipiac poll. Mm-hmm. If it's really 33 uh, percent, that's a hell of a lot of Democrats saying, oh, I disapprove of Joe Biden. Now, does that mean they're all going to vote Republican in, in November and make the Senate Republican and the House Republican? No, but that doesn't matter because the people who say I disapprove of Joe Biden, who are Republican and a majority now of independents, they are going to vote and the Senate will turn Republican. So we'll the house well make to me um, make make me the argument for voting democratic in 2022 in the midterms make that argument to me right now um well it, it's it's almost the same argument as it was in in, in 2020 yeah. um the country is headed towards an authoritarian dictatorship uh and we have one party that does not believe in democracy and by the way everything i'm saying uh, would not work I understand that it's it, this is just this well, is just pointy headed talk. It Nobody kinda, it, it kind of worked in twenty twenty. I mean, it kind of did, just barely. It kind of the, the the argument did work that you, you have to kind of save America. But I can to a group of people in America, 
oh, here we go again. The sky's falling. Democracy is dead. They're using the same argument. They did this, and I did this two years ago, and now I got to pay four four fifty for gas, right? Isn't that what some people are thinking? I, I don't even think at all the the uh, uh, idea that our country is in peril politically and that our governmental system is is teetering and it is being burrowed away at from within by Republican termites who will do anything to maintain their office and they will use any tactic to divide the country using fake issues yeah. like critical race theory and, and the Disney company is grooming your kids Trying to make you gay. Uh, to be, to be, to be you. gay and trans, transsexual. Um, it, it's working. Let's put it this way. Right, right now, it's working. And, and if these numbers don't move um, in the correct direction significantly, by the time we get to late summer, every Democrat who is running is going to run away from Joe Biden. And we all know how well that works out when you yeah. run away from the incumbent president because the other party doesn't even have to run against you in your own local race. They just put a picture up of you and Biden and then say, vote for me. I'm a Republican. Oh, it's got to be better than that. Biden's the worst president ever. He raised gas price. Look at the price of bread. I, you know, I'm going to as if as if there's any one party or entity that has an answer right now to where we are in terms of the economy and inflationary pressures. It's, it's, you know, it, things could be significantly worse for the next three, four months, maybe all through the rest of the year. Well, they, um, but they, they've said that they think inflation may be starting to bend in the right direction. You know, that may be something that's happening. You know, it may be difficult well, for that to show up on the shelves for a few months. See, I've been the negative guy and I see a sliver of hope. I see a sliver of hope in the summertime that the inflation is going to turn around, get in the right place. The supply chain stuff's going to be worked out. Gas will get down to a more reasonable price and people will stop belly aching so much. So at least the Democrats have a puncher's chance come fall. That's, that's how I see it right now. Well, I, I can paint you a picture yeah. of how things would, could turn around. Yeah. But I don't think it's likely. Number one, if the Russians throw in the towel, in Ukraine, and Putin pretends he's had a victory, even if he hasn't, and he celebrates his great military victory, whatever whatever degree it is. If if the Russians cut and run, well, that that's a pretty big deal. That will be very very helpful, because uh, what would happen is, and I think the problem would be that even if tomorrow, if Putin said, "All right, we've done enough, we're going home." we wouldn't pull the sanctions off for a number of months. Oh, it sure. wouldn't work that way. Yeah, absolutely. Because you just, you just don't do that. Because, right. you know, pull the sanctions off and he's back at it. Again. Oh, I didn't mean it. Kind of, I <laughs> exactly. You can't trust no, him. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> but but a, a, a military victory by the Ukrainians would completely vindicate uh, the idea that you know, we didn't need to send our own military into Ukraine or give our own uh, uh, military um, the, the ability to, to be right over there. And if not boots on the ground, but more involved than we were, we did it just right. Can we you never on it. Just right. 
Can right. You, it's tough can to you campaign can't, on that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the tough, tough to campaign thing. On, yeah. It's tough to campaign on what didn't happen because I did this. Well, but I, I think there's a, there's a case to be made that, hey, Biden helped put pull NATO together. He helped unify everybody when, at a time when they needed to be unified, and, and that was helpful. Yeah. Now, I, do I think right. that would be the centerpiece of, a, of an ad? No, but that can be the cherry on top. You know, again, if, no, if, no, and you're right. And, and if, if I if I can just uh, pile on to what you just said under the guise of uh, how much it worse it would have been. Does yeah. anybody think does anybody think that if Trump was president, that he would have a marshaled the allies and NATO to come to get. Remember, this is the guy that wanted us to pull out of NATO and wanted NATO to go away. Exactly. Two, three years ago. Did everything he so did. Idea, he did everything he could to kick the shit out of me. Right. <laughs> right. So when the pressure would have been on yeah. with with uh, Putin moving in and let's please disregard the uh, Putin would have never tried it if I was pre- he would have done it. Well, he would have done it. Uh, right. The, well, but, the well, argument, the argument that's always been made that he wouldn't have even among the John Bolton types is. Why would Putin have needed to go into Ukraine? Donald right. Trump was doing yeah. his bidding very effectively. He wouldn't have needed know, but, to but, invade Ukraine. But but he really he he would have done he would have done this. He he did it in well, Georgia. The, he did it in, in Trump, Crimea. He, yeah. Trump would have flown to to Moscow. He would have toured. He would have gone out and looked at the tanks with Putin. He would have put his arm around him and said, "We were 100 percent with Russia, and we're going to stay wait, out of this thing." Wait wait. So so the critics were saying. The president needs to go over there. Oh, you mean to Ukraine? To sur- no. no, no, to Moscow. Moscow. Yeah. yeah. Look yeah. how beautiful the Kremlin for the, is. For the tower. Yeah. Yeah. Look how beautiful the um, Kremlin is. Can you believe the architecture here? It's amazing. Right. It's so, wonderful. Right. So Again, so we're arguing a negative or what would have happened if no, it would have been a disaster. Either, been. Way, either way, with Trump in power, it would have been disaster. With Trump as president, this would have played out much much worse than it has way worse than it would than it has for sure i think we can agree we can go several different roads but they're all way shittier than things are going right now yeah um so yeah the the idea that's going to be the economy stupid is not stupid um no that's how it is that's what it always has been that's what it always will be it's it's going to be a big deal and unfortunately unfortunately it's not relevant that the unemployment rate is as low as it is. That's correct. It it does it does not matter. Ironically, that, right? That we're, what are um, we? We're below five percent, aren't we? We're in the threes. We're in the we're, low threes. <laughs> we're in the threes, which is always among like experts considered full employment. Basically, right, anybody right. who wants a job can get a job right now. But the the, the <laughs> problem, of course, the the problem is when unemployment is this low and inflation is is this high. It very often ends in a recession yeah. because of the the uh, things that need to be done Correct. to to, uh, to 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 whip inflation. And, and unfortunately, it looks like the only way to really uh, whip inflation is to induce a, a crushing uh, contraction of demand in the economy, yeah. which is not going to happen because right now everybody just wants to get out and spend because I haven't been able to spend for two years on shit that I like to do. I've already got a new TV. I got a new computer. Uh, I got a new used car that I overpaid right. for. I got all those things while I was locked up. And now I want to get out there and spend. And, uh, there's no amount of, uh, there's no number of interest rate hikes that's going to change that. That's the problem. So we're 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 in a uh, 
we're in a we're in a, a, a difficult situation. And if you're somebody uh, who's like like you said, the, the mortgage rates are going way up. If you're somebody with an adjustable rate, maybe it's adjusting oh, now or the summer. I mean, yeah. Obviously, that turns out to be an additional tax. That's money you have to spend on that, and you can't spend on things like food and other stuff. So yeah, yeah. You get yeah I mean, there, there's a headline. There's a headline this afternoon uh, in the Wall Street Journal that says. Uh, 30-year mortgage rates are now over 5% for the first time since 2011. Right. Uh, since 2011. Now, think about it. In in 2011, okay, um, we were, you know, we were coming out of the uh, recession that was following uh, George W. Bush into the beginning of the Obama administration. So interest rates were, were, were high, and then they were coming down from that 5%. Right now, they're at 5%, and they're going up. Oh, so right. it's not the same 5%. Right? And, and most most adjustable rates have a trigger where it can't go beyond a certain point. within, But right. it's still, it's, it's it hurts. Right. It's pain, but it's, no it, matter what. Right, but adjustable rate mortgages are a small part of the thing. Right yeah. now, it's the nobody can buy a new house. Correct. Who thought they were going to be able Correct. to buy a new house? And as an added bonus, ago. if you can't buy a house, you also can't afford rent because rent in most places right. is way too high for people to afford. So you just exactly. you don't have a place to live. You just don't. Right. That's what's happening right. right now in America. Yeah. Uh, so um, the Republicans can just sit back and and let things wash away and say, yeah, but we're we're better than them. We're not them, and there are enough idiots. Who will believe that? Yeah. They will go for it, and um, it's it, it it doesn't look good right now. But you know, things can change. Things can change. Um, you know, Barack Obama's uh, approval rating going into his first midterm elections was terrible, and that was the famous shellacking of 2010. That was, that was the one. And Joe Biden or Barack Obama was reelected two years later. So yeah, those were the Tea Party elections in 2010. For those of you that remember that yeah, fantastic year. Yeah, and it looked yeah, like Barack uh, Obama was dead. It looked like he was dead in the water in, in 2010. Was dead. <laughs> in late 2010, if you would have bet, you probably could have gotten some really good odds on Barack Obama being reelected because he looked like there was no possible way. And then in 2012, he beats Mitt Romney. Fairly handily, I guess, based on the last couple of elections, we would say that that was fairly handy, right? Based yeah. on 2016 and 2020. Right. 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 That's um, for certain. So that's 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 where we got to leave it. 